Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome, or hopefully it's welcome back to USA Global TV and radio, where we currently have 27 live streaming shows each and every week. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and our show today is The Corner Bookstore. Joining me for this show each and every week is a very dear friend, someone who is an incredible influencer in this world. Not only is she a multi-award winning author, she is someone someone who lives her life by picking up others and showcasing them and really giving people an opportunity to network, to grow, and to share all of their gifts. Let's welcome the lovely Diane floyd Bame. Hi, Dr. Jacqueline. Great to see you. Thank you. Great to see you as well. And of course, we have a fabulous guest backstage. But before we bring out our guest, Diane, how's everything been going? I know you've had some additional projects. Every time I turn around, I'm like, whoa, Diane just wrote and published another award-winning book. Oh, thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. You're so kind. Well, we just came back from vacation. And um, I had great news that my song of peace um, just became a story monster approved book for families. And I'm extremely excited about it. And what do we need in this world today? We need peace. <laughs> yes, we do, Diane, more than ever. That's for sure. Uh, tell folks who are joining us for the first time about some of the other works that you have, some of your other passion projects that are coming. Sure, I'd be happy to. In the in regards to uh, books and so forth, on July 26th is my uh, book cover reveal. Texas Sister Press is the publishing company, and it um, is a time to fly. So I can't wait till everyone sees the cover. And then in October, which I'll share more about that, as we move into the fall, I have another book coming out from another publisher, OC Publishing. So I feel very blessed to have two publishers. So that's it so far. That's fabulous. Thank you. And actually, one of your publishers, Ann O'Connell from OC Publishing, she was with us on one of our earlier shows today. Oh, I'll have to she, check she that out. She was commenting. She wasn't actually on the screen. She was commenting. So. Oh, she was commenting. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's, uh, she just loves your show. You know, you, um, I realize I get to be part of it and it's such a blessing, but you really have shows for everyone and they're filled with kindness and light and, and uh, even in news and, and I love the men's show. I, I try to watch almost all your shows eventually at one point or another. So I feel like I'm like an ambassador for your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And you know, we're going to bring our guests out right after this. We had our show yesterday, the United Kingdom News and Culture. And as you know, our expert correspondents over in, in London, uh, they're on the the news topic of Boris Johnson. And so it's it's amazing how we're we're really lucky to have people at that caliber who are, who are here on this platform with us. 
You, uh, we certainly are. And, um, and of course, I enjoy listening to BBC News. But man, right afterwards, I was like on the news, what is going on? And of course, uh, they were right. But we will let people watch the show to find out how they were right. But exactly. you know, Dr. Jacqueline, you're really good at picking the cream of the crop and, and the cream of the crop finding you. So congrats Thank to you. you. Thank you, Diane. And I'm, I'm so glad to be working with you and have you as my friend. Yay! Well, now that we've yeah. all Pollyanna together, we can have our guests come. We can invite our guests. So our guest name is Christopher Denmead, and he is the author of Vlada, A Dracula Tale. So this is a fascinating topic. You know, people from all over the world love to hear about Dracula mm -hmm. and that whole world. So let's bring out Christopher and hear what he's been up to. Yes. Hi, welcome. Hey. Hey, Christopher. Welcome to the show. What's up? <laughs> and are you joining us from Massachusetts today? Yeah, I'm at home. I'm on vacation this week from my full-time job. Ah, nice. Oh, and nice. your full-time job, is it uh, studying Dracula? No. No, I know. But it sounded good, didn't it? <laughs> that would be uh, like my former guest, Father Sebastian, on my radio show. But no, I work for a giant retail corporation uh, in the home in, at their corporate office. Okay. And Very they nice. give you the inspiration for Dracula, right? No. No. <laughs> You're batting a thousand, Diane. Uh, my bosses have all seen uh, have all seen the book, and and it sits in like one of the. Uh, I don't know where you guys are, you girls are, but in Massachusetts, we have these like free library things. You throw a book in there, you take a book. And now we have yeah. free blockbuster videos. They're like blue cubes with the blockbuster logo on it. You can throw DVDs in there and take DVDs. Anyway, so we have these ones at work. So my book is sitting in corporate somewhere <laughs> in a couple <laughs> different kiosks. <laughs> Every once in a while, I walk by it and go, well, oh, there's my book. Nobody's taken it yet. Someone will. They'll look me up and be like, this guy works here. <laughs> they you know what what ha what they are taking it it's just that they only read it at night <laughs> well I, I, i'm joke. hoping like maybe i'll get the uh the t-shirts going which is going to yeah. be the next thing after we get the hardcover going that's cool. t-shirts just to have the logo on it mm -hmm. but we're also doing uh women's underwear with the with the with that bat shape symbol on the v <laughs> That's cool. If you can see it, I can't. Yeah, it, I can it's see it. around in the mirror of the of the green screen behind, but you get what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, but there's a book cover that is going to be on the um the t-shirt, but we'll, then that will also be on the underwear. Wow, that's, Dracula's going to love it. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's a good idea. It was suggested. It was suggested by a cosplayer. Like you should put this like on a. You have like prints and you have the book. You should like do a t-shirt, but also do like a woman's underwear thing. It would be a good idea. It speaks to like. And I was like, that is a good idea. And I have a friend who did the modeling for the photo cover and she's mm -hmm. very much like, yeah, you know, let me know when you do it and we'll work something out and I'll, you know, we'll do it like a Calvin Klein kind of thing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. And by the way, we I do, yeah, I, I, I do too. I think, I think t everyone needs t-shirts for their products and, and, and definitely something different besides a baseball cap. And I mm -hmm. figure because it's a female vampire it's very sexy. It's very, you know, it's very beautiful. It's very gothic. Underwear would be. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and, you know, um, Dr. Jacqueline, you and I have talked about this, and now it's great to have another person. And, Chris, thank you. That, you know, you can write a great book, but we have to think of different ways to market it and, uh, and to be clever about it. 
Right. So like I've done get shower curtains. Yeah. Anything to get the name out there because there's, there's a lot of competition, but I can't wait to hear more about this particular book. So Chris, tell us where, sorry, tell us where you got the inspiration to focus on Dracula and this whole topic. Um, so years ago, I saw a version of a Shakespeare play where they gender flipped the cast. I don't remember the play. It might have been Hamlet. It might have been um, Macbeth. Um, and I was like, well, that's interesting. Female Macbeth. And like the, you know, the witches were dudes and, you know, the whole thing. And oh, or it might have been Hamlet where like, again, it's like the aunt and the nephew and the mother and the daughter instead of the husband, the mother, the father and the daughter or whatever it is. You know, you know what I'm saying? If you know Hamlet, you know Macbeth, you know the characters. Um, I don't remember which one it was. Anyway, I said, has anyone done that with Dracula? Because there's been like parodies of Star Trek and then there's been, you know, other, most of the time it's a parody. And I was like, I don't want to do a parody. A joke here and there is okay. But that is like... A, I don't want it to be Mel Brooks. Um, and nobody had done Dracula. Nobody still to this day had done Dracula. And, and by this day, I say 2020 when we finally got it done. I was like shocked. Year went, year went by. We did a comic book, prequel. Nobody had still done Dracula. Not even Hollywood. And then we finally got the graphic novel done. <laughs> and this cover is actually by uh, Jessica Gao. The interior, interior art is by artist Ken Hunt, and he came up with the idea of instead of a comic book, why don't we do it like this book, which is Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, but the artwork yes. you can tell is by this artist named Bernie Wrightson. Bernie Wrightson was the creator of Swamp Thing, as well as a prolific horror and gothic artist in comic books up until he passed away in 2016-2017. Uh, he did all the illustrations in Stephen King's The Stand. But he drew 55 or 70 different images for this Frankenstein novel over like five years and then just basically took the novel, which is in public domain, and published it. Um, I'm trying to see if it will show up on the thing. There we go. There we go. Do you see the image right there? Yes, yes. Okay. So my artist came up with the idea instead of doing a straight up comic book, like you see, you know, Superman or Batman, 22 pages, they're called floppies, the squares and everything. We do it like a graphic novella like that. And that's what we came up with the idea to do it the way we did, where we, you know, did the illustrations individually um, along with the prose story. And then we went to, then the pandemic happened. Uh, and we were like, all right, we're not getting out of the same time soon. Let's do a Kickstarter. And I had never done Kickstarter before. A Kickstarter is mind-numbingly scary as all be get out. And we did it. And with some inspiration from a cosplayer who did the cover, one of the covers for us, Kara Nicole, um, we, you know, banged out a bunch of different covers by a bunch of different artists, Tim Vigil and Matt Slay and Wendy um, and, and, and Jessica Gowd, who's the cover that you saw there. And we got it done. We raised like $12,000 on Kickstarter over our $2,000 budget. And in the end, we did like $16,000 in total with add-ons and pre-sales for the, just the Kickstarter. If people miss the Kickstarter. And um, that's kind of like the whole story where it came to in 2022 with doing an audiobook as well, another comic book tie-in. 
the short story collection coming out this fall. And then we just got finished editing the hardcover edition of this book, which will be like all of the retail covers, Kickstarter covers, plus an unpublished comic book by me that was financed years ago that never got published in the book. So it's like a 120 page hardcover now version of this book with a new cover to it. Um, so that's a long answer to a short question. <laughs> Um, I will show you what the Kickstarter cover. Uh, sorry, the hardcover. The hardcover will look like that. Mm -hmm. If I move it too much, it kind of focuses this. Um, yeah. That is actually an uh, original piece of artwork that hangs up behind me right now. Even though we're on green screen, you can't really see it. The uh, it it's it's Vlada creeping into the Mar the Mina Marae character. You know, who Mina Marae was in Dracula. No, sorry. Mina Murray was the female, the main female character of Dracula. Oh. Like Winona Ryder played her in that Gary Oldman movie. Oh, I don't. But are you talking about who Dracula falls in love with? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. So, it's been a while it's, since I've seen Dracula movies. So, Dra so Mina is our mark because mm -hmm. everyone's gender flipped. And that the image is her like creeping into the bedroom um, oh. with like the shadow looking more monstrous than the female form, which it just looks like, you know, just a beautiful looking woman, but the shadow is like this demonic looking creature. Um, that's my favorite image from the book, just because also her dress like mists around on the floor. This is so clever. Don't you think, Dr. Jacqueline? Yes. Uh, Chris, I actually went over to your Kickstarter and also to Facebook. Would you like me to share those, either of those with the audience? Yeah, the, the Kickstarter has a link to the Facebook, but yeah, the there's still images up. The Kickstarter will always be up. Kickstarter never takes down old Kickstarters. I think that's kind of funny, but I guess it's a good way to keep your advertisement up. Yeah, you can totally share it. Okay, here we go. All right, so let me go back up to here. Can you see this? Yes. Oh, nice. So that image is also by Ken Hunt, who's the interior artist. Um, that's uh, The bottom half is cut off, but she's basically just swimming in a pool of blood. Wow. Um, like a bikini wow. on. And then that's Castle Dracula behind her. Mm -hmm. um, I love the necklace and the bra. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, fantastic. It uh, it it it's um, supposed to be like the clasp you see like uh, Bela Lugosi wear like in his a little bit, but more like with the bra. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> when we did our cover, when we did his other cover, which I think I have right here, yeah. So when we did the other cover, which you can actually scroll down the Kickstarter, you'll see the main cover with her descending down the stairs and she's got like this corset on. Um, that's supposed to be a homage to Gary Oldman's armor in the the film that he did with Winona Ryder back in 92. Okay, right here? Yes, that's it. So in, yeah. that's in full color. That's a red corset. And uh, wow. what's funny, there's a funny story with that corset that just happened recently. I was at a cosplay uh, 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 fashion show. I'd never been to a fashion show before. Not into fashion. I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy. But I got invited to this fashion show in Rhode Island by uh, Catherine Schuler, who is the wife of late Captain America writer Mark Grunewald for Marvel Comics. And uh, so we get, became friends and she invited me to this thing and I wanted to bring a friend of mine to introduce her to her because my friend's a model and she's now going to be on Runaway in New York. But I ran into this one model on my way out to go meet someone else. And I showed her the designs of my Vlada and she gave me her business card to talk about like, oh, all I design is like corsets and women's lingerie. And I was just like, well, I would love to work with you on like bringing my corset to life. She's like, you designed this. I'm like, my artist mostly designed it, but I own all the rights to it and everything. So that could potentially become something very cool. Um, all of her corsets and her lingerie is like very like dark blue gothic. And it just, I 
fell in love with. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And I was totally thinking about how that has to be on the market to purchase. <laughs> yes. Oh my sure. God. We did a, we found a version to very similar to ours online that I bought for my photo cover model, Sarah French. Mm -hmm. um, and she did the photo cover wearing it, but I definitely would love it. Like the version that we did again, this is the full color version mm -hmm. uh, brought to life in some way. And I would just happily give it to, you know, this um, seamstress that I met, um, modeling agent or whoever she was business owner to, to do something with just because I saw what she was wearing at the gala and I was just like oh my god your corset is so beautiful and it just it looked fantastic on her and she's like oh I do I design these all the time and that's our that's right Chris should I keep scrolling down or should I stop sharing uh there's another image you can scroll down that's probably better than me flashing up on my tiny little screen right there stop that right yeah. there Everyone wanted that. That got sold immediately. As soon as the Kickstarter launched immediately, which FYI, if anyone's ever running a Kickstarter listening to this, if your entire team is not involved with posting on every freaking social media site possible the day it launches, that is a big problem. And everyone involved in this Kickstarter, as soon as they either got out of work or they were available as soon as it launched. And we launched, by the way, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we made sure most of the people were usually out of work by then. Uh, everyone posted about it. This was the first thing to sell immediately. The detail in this thing is so incredible that it has won the book three awards so far for best splash page in a graphic novel or comic book. Because And that those awards go, by the way, to Ken Hunt. I do not have any claim to them whatsoever. Uh, but all the awards and acclamations go to him for that design of, of, uh, of uh, a Castle Blatter. Wow. Incredible. Congratulations. Tiny, little person right there. You can see a tiny, 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 almost stick figure woman on the very bottom. That's uh, Janice Harker. She's the Jonathan Harker character, the male that meets Dracula for the first Dracula. time in the story. So, Amazing. Yeah. Chris, can you, can you just give a little information? I know this is a little off topic, but what no. is Kickstarter and, and how, how did it help you with this initiative? Kickstarter is torture. That's what Kickstarter is. Everyone will tell you, yeah, Kickstarter helps their projects, but Kickstarter is torture. You have to live and breathe it like a nine to five job, 40 hours a week. But you basically are begging people for money. Oh. That is the simplest way to say it. You are marketing your product to ask people to contribute for money on every social media platform, in every avenue possible, in every way possible, and calling in every favor you can think of, friends and family, if you do any type of podcast or radio show or media thing, you are putting the call out to anyone who's ever been on the show that you have plugged their stuff for. This is this is the time for them to help you. Wow. It lives really by people giving you money to bring it to life. Love that. Wow, that was a great that. way for you to share it. It was plain and simple. And I have a friend and she and her... Um, uh, co-author are kickstarting to have a screenplay made in one of their um, books so but you shared it so beautifully and it and it doesn't work unless you have everybody ready like you said the whole team to get it out there to their tribes yeah and you also need to make sure you have good rewards because people will go to a kickstarter and they don't see what they're getting for it they will not help you back it and the randos that don't even know who you are will definitely never back you up. And then you'll get a thousand emails from other Kickstarters being like, dude, can you help me with mine? I'll help you with yours. 
and you're kind of looking at what they have going on. Oh, they've hit their goal by $20,000 more. Yeah, sure, I could use that kind of help. Or it's the people that are suffering and they want you to help them. But mm -hmm. cross-promoting like that in a big post helps some. It also helps if um, the algorithms on Kickstarter are not being buried by a thousand other Kickstarters. Okay. Um, in 2020, when we did Kickstarter, Kickstarter had their most prolific year ever. They made like over... They made something like in the millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in profit, which is really funny to think about because what they take from the creator, which is like 9% plus credit card fees, every, every, there isn't going to be a creator on the planet that's not telling you they're being ripped off by Kickstarter because it's unfair. It's really unfair. They're just, you are doing all the work. They're just giving you the platform to host it on. Mm. interesting yeah you ever been charged credit card fees and you're like why am i being charged this yeah right yeah. yes yeah yes you do yeah. 27 shows you must you know have to pay some things you're like seriously yes all <laughs> yeah you get what i'm saying cha-ching cha-ching yes uh, chris we're going to take a a quick break when we come back i'd love for you to read from your book if you would be open to that yeah, the book's PG-13, so don't worry about anything too graphic. But I am going to read my favorite part, which is all about the bite and the sensation of the kiss and the blood and, you know, good stuff. But trust me, it's PG-13. You read my book, it's a lot of sexy vampire women. But for the most part, you're like, where's the horror? <laughs> <laughs> like, It's not about the horror. It's about, like, how sexy the vampire is. That's Good. True. I look forward to it. Okay. Perfect. All right. So we'll be right back after we hear from some of our sponsors. Thank you. boys and girls, and welcome to Story Garden. Your host, Diane Bame. I'm so happy to have you here today. Diane Floyd Bame tells wonderful stories that warm the heart, spark the imagination, and unite people and families across generations. For children, Diane's Harry the Camel connects with all of us who've ever wondered how different our lives might have been if only we'd been born something better, like a wonderful horse instead of an ordinary camel. In the end, we all learn along with Harry that there's nothing better than just being yourself. Diane's little girl in the moon looks down on earthbound children and wonders if they know she's just like them. A story of love, home, and the bond between mother and daughter, its powerful theme that we're each of us different yet all of us the same, plants a seed in children that promises to blossom within a loving and trusting grown-up. Diane's new biography, Rise, recounts the experiences of her grandmother, Ruby, to reveal the hidden strength of the human spirit. Ruby's story inspires all of us to become the best versions of ourselves. You'll find all of Diane's delightful books and much more at dianefloydbame.com. Visit d-i-a-n-n-f-l-o-y-d-b-o-e-h-m.com. That's dianefloydbame.com. Yeah. 
happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, and you really want to show it, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Bring me sunshine in your smile. Bring me laughter all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow. What are you going to do today? I'm going to run around about your shoes. <laughs> Make me happy through the years. Never bring me any tears Let your arms be as warm As the sun from up above Bring me fun Bring me sunshine Bring me Welcome back to USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and we're continuing today with the Corner Bookstore. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back, Diane Floyd Bame, and our special guest. Hello, writer Christopher Denmead. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here through the break. I appreciate it. Uh, now's the, the big reveal you're going to read to us. I would love that. So let me spotlight you. Do you want like one whole page? Sure. Whatever sure. you'd like to okay. read. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so this is from, um, this is page 21 of uh, Vlada, A Dracula Tale. The book doesn't have chapters. It's one continuous story. It's just broken up by the pictures themselves. Um, so it definitely doesn't have like different like chapter notes in it. But uh, but this is uh, one of my favorite parts of it. This is like the actual the audition tape I had for the audiobook narrators when we did the audiobook of it, uh, which is pretty nice because um, just my favorite part of the book. <clears throat> Vlada stepped from the shadow. Do you have some dark shadows music you can play in the background or no? <laughs> no? Okay. I, YouTube might copyright that. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Vlada stepped forward from the shadows as Janice tucked the cross into her pocket, continued talking back to the Countess. And everything I've seen about this castle, about those men, about you, it defies all sane reasoning. Janice suddenly went rigid as she became lost in the crimson gaze of Vlada's eyes. Her mannerisms became submissive as the vampire queen stretched out her hand and spoke in a commanding tone. You'll do as I command, Janice Harker. You'll do everything I say without question. Vlada's hand curled as she beckoned to Janice. As she walked across the room, transfixed by Vlada's gaze, the countess continued her commands. You will send word to your people that you will be staying two months longer to increase your clientele. You will tell them nothing of what you have witnessed within this castle. Do you understand? With a blank expression, Janice nodded. 
Yes, I will do as you wish. As Vlada drew her closer, Janice drew fluttered breath under the Countess's spell, her will no longer her own, unable to control her own actions. Janice heard her own heartbeat like thunder in her ears as she felt Vlada's seductively press her mouth into her neck. Unable to break the vampire's embrace, Janice felt the pain of two tiny needles pierce the smooth flesh of her skin. Her mind swirled and spun as the bite of the vampire was both sexually stimulating and intoxicating. And as she bit deeper and drank in Janice's crimson life essence, Vlada lowered her to the floor. Her, man, her hand moved down Janice's chest, over her breast, and around her waist as she pulled her closer in almost a lover's embrace. A look of ecstasy overcame Janice as she gave into the vampire's dark kiss. Wow. That is sexy. <laughs> That's very sexy. So that was like the audition tape we had for anyone who wanted to audition to become the audiobook narrator. Because I just mm -hmm. wanted to hear like how that was going to be, you know, read. Right. And, uh, right. The, the narrator is, you know, I wanted, of course, the narrator be a female because it makes sense if they were gender swapping the whole cast of uh, Dracula. Um, and then the, so the audiobook narrator is actually local here in New England, uh, Massachusetts um, area named uh, Diana Porter. Mm -hmm. And can you share how you made your decision about who was going to be selected? Who was selected? Uh, I liked, well, I worked with Diana Pryor previously, and um, we'd had like four or five auditions. Um, I mean, it's a pretty small and known book, but we had like four or five auditions, and that was the best one that really read in a commanding tone. Um, she's like incredibly sweet in person. But like in a lot of her performances in movies, it's like incredibly powerful and commanding. Um, so and I'd seen her and, you know, again, I've worked with her very briefly, but seen her in a few things and um, kind of scary on film sometimes. It is scary. <laughs> but uh, what I really loved how you shared how you changed the um, genders of the characters because it had never been done before. So um, and then what possessed you to start with this particular story that you're telling. So is it, because there's so many stories about Dracula and so forth. So where in this particular book do you begin with your Dracula? Um, what do you mean by like, what did I make different about Bram Stoker's novel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, there's a, I'll try and hold it up. There's a um, there's a character in the book who's gonna get who does kind of spin off that actually illuminates perfectly. Um, if you can see it, yes, that's Colleen, spelled C A L I N E. I mm -hmm. literally pulled that name out of the Ethernet of the internet. That was just like, what is a name that has never been used before? Here's a name that has never been used before in fiction. Wow, that was really smart. I, I, you know, you don't want to hear Bob the goon or, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Jeffrey or, you know, as ridiculous yeah. as the name as Buffy is, I definitely wouldn't use that. But, right. <laughs> you know, you always think about like Star Wars, how they do not have normal names. Han, right. Luke, Leia, Anakin. Nobody names people that right. nowadays. Yeah, because they're naming yeah. them after those characters. But that is where the book diverges in the story of Dracula. Dracula gives his brides, this happens in that Gary Oldman movie, gives the brides a baby to feed on. Like, he just happens to have this baby and hands it off to the brides 
and they eat it. Okay, that's just sick. That's in <laughs> the book and it's in the movie. That's I mean that's okay. that's been yeah, around I know. for a long time. I, I just and I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but these are three husbands now, because now it's yeah. a female Dracula. She has three husbands. We also right. decided to make the husbands one of every flavor of the week. So one's black, one's Asian, one's white. So she has a different, you know, husband or we want to diversify it a little bit. Right. Smart. Anyway, I said, what would be really taboo? Oh, it's like a young village girl. We'll make her 18 so everyone's a little bit more comfortable with it. Right. And so she's like this young village girl Vlada has found and taken her in, feeds her to her husbands, completes her transformation. She's kind of like in the book in the background, but she'll get her own spinoff comic book coming up in 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be about like her living on the legacy. The book ends the same way like Dracula ends. The movies or the book. Dracula mm -hmm. dies at the end. It's not a big mm -hmm. secret. It's mm -hmm. 125 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, no spoilers for something that old. <laughs> just, coincidentally enough, this year is the 125th anniversary of the publication of Dracula. 1890, wow. 1897. Wow. Yeah, so it's a it's been a big deal. On top of the fact it's also the 100th anniversary of uh, Nosferatu. The original, you know, black and white silent movie came out in 1922. I am going to relook that up because I forgot that silent movie is really cool to watch. Yeah, it's on YouTube for free because yeah. all silent films are in public domain. So. Right, exactly. Um, there was no copyright laws back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's someone, really clever asking, what you've If you done. could time travel and change one thing, what would you do? I'd be like, I would write some stuff and copyright it underneath me. Come back to the present and be like, look what my grand great great grandfather, <laughs> me pretending to be my great great grandfather, copy wrote. I'm rich now. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I would I would stop, uh, uh, you know, Kennedy or Martin Luther King from being assassinated or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. Those are fixed points in time. I'm changing my own path. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> it is. Chris, I know we were talking backstage that maybe there's some way our audience can help you, assist you in, in your journey, and maybe people who own bookstores. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> biggest thing is, like, I mean, it's on Amazon, uh, but it's there's no publisher other than me. I have a book in the with a publisher right now, and it's coming out, and I don't want to get into what that is because we're still finalizing some things. But... Um, Dracula, Vlada, excuse me, Vlada has no publisher. It's self-published. So it's a lot of like my own legwork and word of mouth of like, hey, my local shop, they're big into horror or vampires. They carry Vampirella, if you know who that is, Red Sonia, whatever, you know, those characters. So big, you know, popular female comic book characters. Vlada would fit well there, um, has helped. But those are those cases are so few and far in between. Getting into libraries is also a big deal. Asking your local librarian, do you carry the Vlada book? Is great. It's in one circulation of the library here in Massachusetts, um, which has helped a little bit, but more so than like going to Etsy or Amazon and buying the book, or you'll in and uh, the, the couple stores here in Massachusetts that do carry it and keep carrying it in stock is like going to the stores to have them reach out to me is the best idea. Um, the big distribution for books like this is usually Diamond. They they're involved with the entire distribution process of all graphic novels manga and comic books and regular books too but uh getting into diamond is a serious pro just it, it's 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 a mess and that's all i can say about it um so people 
asking their local shops to carry it or reaching out to me to tell me about shops that might be interested and just letting me know who they are. I mean, there are thousands of bookstores across just the United States alone and trying to call all of them is a daunting task and not all of them want a book like this, or they don't take in books outside of distribution, you know, or I got to be a local author for them to carry it. Um, there's a place in Chicago that's going to pick up the book only because one of the cover artists is, you know, a hometown hero there. So a way that our viewers can assist you and would be interested in purchasing your book, most likely you can get it for sure on Amazon. Um, can they learn more about you on your website? Do uh, I don't have a website for Vlada okay. per se. I don't have enough of a product really to make a website. It, it seems like I do, but I don't right now. Um, mm -hmm. And I already maintain a website for Radio Par. But uh, the Facebook page and the Twitter are okay. good places um, right. to, to uh, look up the images. I mean, we're going to be posting a heavy amount for the short story collection coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Where we have like Tim Vigil is going to be involved in it, Don Parisi, Chandra, and um, a couple other people, um, as well as it's it's not going to be written entirely by me. It's going to be a collection of authors taking individual characters from Vlada and just telling a story about them. Renfield's getting a story. Um, and, uh, and uh, uh, oh, what's, what's the, um, the, the husbands are all going to get their story. How did the husbands become vampires? How did, uh, Kal you know, what's Colleen's backstory leading up to her getting captured by Vlada? Um, I'm going to write a Vlada story and, and so on and so forth. So we're going to get into like some, oh, Van Helsing's got a story as well. That's great. Yeah. Our Van Helsing also, we decided the biggest thing about the cast of Lada is eight and eight. And this is a joke that I make, but it's, it's honestly, honest, it seems like it's true. And I've, I've discussed this with several people in other interviews I've been on is that in 1897, when Vlada was written, uh, when Dracula was written, what's the primary race of everyone in the, in the book? In most books written back then. Why? Right. So I decided, okay, we got to change up some things in this book a little bit because this isn't 1897 anymore. And I decided to make Van Helsing black based around Gina Torres from Firefly. If you've ever seen that show. Yeah. Um, she's married to Lawrence Fishburne. Mm -hmm. And we also decided to make, again, the husbands a different, you know, each husband a different color, a different race, and not just three white guys. Um, but that was the biggest thing I wanted to take away from it was just like, we got to diversify this cast a little bit more than and that has been incredibly responsive a lot of people really like the what we did with van helsing basing her on gina torres just because if you look at photos of her from firefly they're like yeah mm -hmm, totally mm -hmm. see that yeah she's got a, like a, a vampire cowboy look no, that was very smart that, that was very smart do you go to uh comic cons because i, I can do see i was your just comic con the day the day after I got tested negative for COVID, okay, good. <laughs> I was bound and determined not to let COVID kill my kill my weekend where I was supposed to go to Comic-Con. So this was like in Springfield. It was a tiny little thing. But prior to that, I was at a, a con in April in uh, Fair, Fairfield. I haven't been to anything big yet. So, uh, But uh, me and Ken Hunt, the artist on Flatta, were guests at a comic book store on Halloween this past October, uh, Silver Moon Comics in Salem. Well, congratulations. That's wonderful. Yeah, that was wow, a lot of fun. Thank exciting. you. That was crazy. I, honest to God, 
I had never been to Salem on Halloween, and I live in Mass. I've lived in Massachusetts for so many years, like twenty years now. Uh, but seriously, you do not want to go to Salem on Halloween. It is nuts. It's, scary. <laughs> it's actually scary. It is crazy, friggin' nuts. It's so many people. It, you want to think about like Mardi Gras, but then with Halloween mixed uh, in. Wow. But we were in a store the whole time. And yeah. the owners made a point. Nobody comes in the store without a mask on. So that was thankfully. And I never got COVID. I got COVID going to uh, Fall River for like half a day. A few days later, I ended up getting tested positive for COVID. So I went to that event, guessed at a store, met like a thousand people, everyone coming up to the table, button, you know, bumping fists, not shaking hands, but using hand sanitizer a lot. Mm-hmm. Never got COVID. You know, um, I went to my first Comic-Con this past year. And Dr. Jekyllin, I, I don't know if you've been to one or not, but it's an experience. And uh, I never had so much fun at a book thing because there's people from all walks of life. I mean, even people with children's books were there because adults that are there have some of their kids. And so lots of children's books are being sold. But it was just a blast. And I can certainly see your book uh, there and doing quite well. And in oh, Texas, you. we have a huge uh, Comic-Con in uh, Houston, and I'm happy to connect you, or I'll let Mickey know uh, about who to talk to. So Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, yeah. I live in Massachusetts, so I've been sticking around locally. Um, going out of state, I don't have an issue whatsoever, but travel is always, you know what I mean? Yes, I understand. As a guest. Now, my artist is, I mean, he's an artist. You saw his work. He is amazing. He has worked for D.C., He's worked for Marvel. You know what I mean? His artwork is just beautiful. So it a is. lot of times cons want an artist a lot more than a writer, especially in a, you know, a non-established writer. But whereas an artist that can like bang out pictures of Harley Quinn and Captain America and, you know, uh, whoever else, you know, pretty quickly is, is pretty amazing. And he's worked on Harley Quinn. He's worked on Batman. So it's, it's, you know, he's got that draw of just like, oh, he can bang out a hundred pictures of Harley Quinn, probably, you know, really rough, quick sketches in like a couple hours for people versus a writer. What am I going to do? Write them a story? <laughs> Dr. Well, Christopher, you have, you have a lot of exciting projects that are going on and I'm really happy for you. And I love the visuals. They're just, they just draw you in. It's just very exciting. Yeah. Again, that's a lot of tribute to Ken. I mean, I'm like, I, I guess you could call me the art director, but I mean, he's been in the industry for, I'm, I'm 42 years old. I've been doing this for 10 years, 15 years off and on. He has been doing this since 1990. So he's in his like, you know, mid, you know, mid fifties. Um, and I, I, but with the, the, the writing has always mostly started as poetry and then it started gravitated over to, excuse me, original short stories. And then on top of like, for a time there, I got like five or six audiobooks out. Um, only one of which is my own material. The rest are actually adaptations of other people's work, but I'm the writer, director, creator of them. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's a series of books called Sunstone. It's really hard to explain. <laughs> no, it's not about rocks. <laughs> we'll say that one for another show. Yeah, yes. no, it's, it's it's interesting, but it's based on yeah. a graphic novel series. It's very um, interesting, to say the least. But um, but I keep getting back into like you know short stories and comics, and then 
uh, you know, now I'm, I'm working on the next comic book and in a book that has taken 10 years to get published is finally coming out. So it, it's sometimes a matter of just like buckling down and getting it done. Uh, before I met with you girls now, like an hour ago, I was doing interviews for another project that I'm working on that's going to get published next year. So congratulations. Yes. We actually have to close out the show because the film and music show is right after this. So oh, okay. Christopher, if uh, we're going to spotlight you for people who are on the radio and they can't read the banner or they are not able to see it, if you could just tell us the best way for people to reach out to you and purchase your book and, and stay in contact. Yeah, they can go to uh, Vlada. They can go on Etsy and look up Vlada Dracula Tale. It's etsy.com backslash Vlada Dracula Tale. Just best to go to etsy.com uh, Vlada Dracula Tale. All the different versions of the cover and the prints are there. But you can also go to facebook.com backslash Vlada Dracula Tale or Vlada underscore GN on Twitter, or send me an email, thatradiohorror at gmail.com. They can just order it for me direct. And it's on Amazon, both digital and physical, and the hardcover will be up soon. Um, and uh, uh, contact your local comic book store to have them reach out to me, or, or bookstore too, because it is a prose novel. A lot of bookstores have carried it that don't carry comics. So, Can you just uh, say your email address again slowly? Sure. That radio of horror at gmail.com. It's tied into Vlada and my radio show, which is this Sunday at 10 p.m. to midnight. Uh, we're actually going to have vampire author Faith Marlowe on the show with us. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you for being here, and we wish you the best of luck. And you're welcome to come back on any of our other shows and promote your other work as well. That's if you guys do a movie themed show, we should uh, get together for uh, Halloween. <laughs> great idea. Yeah, that is a great idea. Perfect. You have to watch those Howard movies though with me. Don't let me review them alone. <laughs> I'll give you <laughs> three. You. I'll give you three. I'll get you something really light like the Monster Squad, which you can watch with your kids. It's about kids who fight Dracula. It's very funny, very cute, very 80s. So they do <laughs> stuff in the 80s that you're like, wow, they got away with that in the 80s, huh? And uh, <laughs> we'll give you a, a mediocre horror movie like Halloween. But then I'll just give you something really hardcore that I just want you to be like, okay, so we watched this movie with Chris. <laughs> And, <laughs> and now we need therapy. And I want you to seriously just be rubbing your temples, being like, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep because I had to watch this movie because you were coming on. You said to watch it. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we wish you the best and we hope to see you. you again. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Diane, if you can give your information quickly, I'd really appreciate it. Sure. Diane Floyd Bame, my website, D I A N N. F-L-O-Y-D, B as a boy, O-E-H-M dot com. Thank you, Dr. Jackman, and I hope you have some great shows to follow. Take care. Thank you, Diane. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back in less than five minutes as I run over to the other studio for the film and music show, followed by The Wise Ones, followed by Talking Heads featuring Red O'Laughlin. So please do stay wherever you are. Thank you, Diane. And thank you, Chris. And thank you, Mickey. We'll see you shortly.